Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Stephen Nill, CEO of CharityChannel.com. So, you want your charity to succeed. You came to the right place. Integration of online and offline techniques is the key to your fundraising success and practical advice on going green is what you need. With this show, The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart, you will learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Our host is Ted Hart, one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. His books range from successful online fundraising to use of social media and how to make your nonprofit green. His guests are leaders in their field who will share tips and trade secrets for nonprofit management, green strategy, and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. And now, here's Ted. Hey, this is Ted Hart, and I'm here with Blog Talk Radio and the Nonprofit Coach. It's Tuesday, March 9th, and I'm live from you here in Washington, D.C. This is our first show, and we've already had our first hiccup. Uh, we were supposed to start at 12 noon Eastern, but it turned out that the Blog Talk Radio system thought I was in American Samoa. But here we are starting at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, and I can't tell you how excited we are to have our first show and our guests today and those that are calling in give you an opportunity to uh, also ask questions to our guests. But uh, first, on to page one. And page one today uh, comes to us from the Chronicle of Philanthropy. Uh, and at the Chronicle of Philanthropy, uh, they are uh, uh, sharing with us a poll uh, from Parade Magazine. And Prayton uh, did a, a poll to find out if you were given $100,000 to donate, where would you allocate the money? And I think this is very interesting for our sector. Uh, the number one area that people said that they would want to give money away to are for the needy, and I don't think that's surprising. Uh, but I have to say with all the various causes that are out there, I was really surprised at a very, very close second to the needy. Uh, was for disease research, uh, and I think that's uh, very promising. Uh, disaster relief and animal welfare were next uh, with uh, uh, $9,300 and $8,800 respectively in terms of how people would uh, split up uh, their money if they were uh, going to give away $100,000. I thought the survey was interesting in that they've identified what uh, uh, we've all heard of yuppies. Uh, well, they have a new category here that we may hear more about in the uh, coming years, and that's yuppies. These are young, engaged problem solvers uh, who are actively social media uh, and are open to a variety of causes. And I think for our charities today here on page one, uh, there's a lot to learn about how people are giving money away and how social media is helping them make their philanthropy much more personal. 
Again, here on page one, uh, uh, more news that uh, I think is interesting uh, over on gigaom.com. Uh, very important topic. It's one that uh, those of you who uh, have uh, uh, listened to me lecture uh, over the years, uh, you certainly have heard me drive this point home, and that is when it comes to social sharing, don't forget about email. Email is the original social network and it is currently responsible for about 70% of all total shares on the Internet and 48% of visits generated by shares uh, to various websites. Uh, I think that's very interesting. Second to email is Facebook. Uh, after that is uh, dig.com and then Twitter. So I think as we all look at all these various platforms and the importance of Facebook, it certainly has positioned and continues to grow, but don't forget about email. Next here on page one uh, is uh, uh, some interesting article uh, that I found on Mashable.com, drawing your attention to uh, sort of the looming battle here between Google versus Yahoo and who has the right social strategy. And, and I think it's important here in terms of the, the question that's even being posed here. Uh, right now, Google and Yahoo would not necessarily be seen as powerhouses in uh, social media trends, uh, whereas Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, and others may have some dominance in that area. But Google and Yahoo certainly are putting together strategy. Uh, a little bit of a stumble there, I think, for those of you who are following uh, Google Buzz. Uh, that was probably not the most successful Google launch they've ever had. Uh, but uh, uh, Google uh, will, I think, uh, create a very strong position in social media. Uh, they have uh, the third largest online email uh, service with Gmail. And this new Google Buzz uh, is going to plug right into Gmail. So I think the message here for is, is that the, there'll be a blending in the, in the, the coming months and years uh, between social media and, uh, and email. Uh, and so where right now we may be thinking of strategies where we have one silo that's email and, and outbound uh, fundraising there, and then how are we using uh, social media to build a sense of community. Those are going to be coming together. And so for those of us who are looking to build solid strategy for charities, for fundraising and community building, this is going to be very important change in the marketplace uh, for us as we look forward uh, uh, into the future. What have I got here? Uh, what else have I got on uh, page one here? Page one, I, I found this very interesting. Ameripress has just launched uh, a new game-challenging CSR initiative. Uh, draw your attention uh, over to Philanthropic, uh, and uh, this is a blog and opinion commentary for Phil Philanthropy News Digest. Uh, and I think that they've done a nice job in uh, outlining what American Express has got in mind here. But this, again, is, is driving this trend to individual giving, people-to-people -people giving. They've developed members project website uh, that's for the first time really blending together several different initiatives that American Express has had uh, over the last couple of years. I think most of us are familiar with their last members project where they were going to give some money away and, and asking their American Express card uh, holder members 
to vote on who should get that member. Well, that's built into this platform. They've also, over the years, uh, had a fairly successful uh, initiative uh, uh, called Express Giving, uh, and uh, uh, they've now merged that into this Members Project website, uh, and that is uh, built on the platform of the guides.com uh, database. So now the American Express members can go to this one Members Project website. Uh, they're promoting volunteerism. Uh, they're having this sort of fun little game where American Express cardholders can decide uh, who gets uh, donated dollars from American Express. But then they can make gifts right online uh, using that system. So I'm really impressed with what American Express is doing to use the Internet. Um, I don't think that the average uh, nonprofit uh, organization out there is really leveraging American Express uh, as, uh, as maybe it should, uh, primarily because when we go to accept credit cards, American Express is a bit more expensive. So I think for a lot of charities, uh, we've been driving traffic to Visa and MasterCard if a credit card has to be used uh, because the fees are less. It really is uh, an important time for us to uh, think beyond that and think about how we can uh, use American Express uh, a little bit more effectively. And maybe this Members Project website is, uh, is worth a, a look. i got something fun for you next, but uh, uh, let's uh, get a little clip in here, and this will tee it up for me. Well, I'm not playing Dorothy, although playing a sap on stilts would be a cakewalk. No offense, Pussycat. None taken, you cankerous little prune. Well, anybody who uh, knows the Golden Girls, those are uh, uh, the ladies from Florida. And uh, what I want to share with you today, again, on page one, uh, is some interesting news, again, over on uh, Mashable, announcing that Betty White will appear on Saturday Night Live. But it's the reason why that uh, you make it here on The Nonprofit Coach, and the reason why here is that it's Facebook fans. Uh, who got together and uh, combined their efforts, about 500,000 fans uh, got together. And the whole idea here was to make a case for why Betty White uh, should be uh, uh, considered as a guest uh, host for Saturday Night Live, and they got it. Uh, I don't think the date's been set yet, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, but Betty White will be hosting Saturday Night Live because of an initiative uh, over on uh, Facebook. Uh, so that's what I've got on uh, page one uh, today. I don't want to take an awful lot more time because I've got a very impressive guest uh, for you today. Uh, Mark Sutton is the president of Art Interactive uh, USA. Uh, Mark has over 20 years of experience in online marketing, fundraising, social media, and business development. Uh, he's a pioneer in our industry in online fundraising and social media. Uh, Mark and I have known each other for a number of years, uh, back when uh, he established First Giving in the United States, which was the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, child, I guess, of Just Giving, which is a very prominent uh, fundraising platform in the UK. Uh, they've raised millions of dollars for charities. Mark has a great deal of experience. Uh, our personal connections have come through uh, his authoring content uh, for one of my uh, uh, my books, and you can uh, 
find uh, those books at tedhart.com or on Amazon. Uh, there are uh, four, soon to be five books, and we'll be talking more about that and the content uh, of those books uh, in the coming shows here. Uh, but Mark also served as a trustee of the ePhilanthropy Foundation, uh, which was an organization I founded in 2000, uh, and served its purpose to really promote the use of the Internet for philanthropic purposes in the early days of uh, e-philanthropy uh, online. But as social networking came on board, we've morphed that now into uh, what we call people-to-people -people fundraising or p2pfundraising.org. You'll find that at the letter P, the number two, the letter P fundraising.org. Uh, so if I'm uh, doing this right, and again, you have to give me a little bit of time here on the show today because this is our first show and I'm learning the uh, uh, the whole platform here, but I think um, I can uh, bring Mark in and uh, get an opportunity to interview him and give him an opportunity uh, to talk to you. Uh, hey, Mark, are you here with us? I am, Ted. Thanks very much for having me. Wow, I'm amazed that I got it right, that the, uh, the platform is working <laughs> for me. So it's uh, great, to, uh, great to have you here. How did I do with your introduction? I think I think fabulous. Uh, I, I really uh, appreciate you inviting me to be on. And uh, again, it's it's been great, you know, having uh, you know seen the the uh, the space evolve as, as it has. And you know, you mentioned uh, uh, really serving as a pioneer, um, starting up with first giving back in 2003. Really, as a lot of the online fundraising for person-to-person -person events was starting to come online, and I kind of feel like the the uh, space is going through a whole nother uh, phase of pioneering, if you will, with all that's been happening with uh, uh, social media, peer-to-peer uh, -peer connection, and I think it's a really exciting time for, uh, for this space. Well, I couldn't agree more, and I, I really appreciate you uh, joining us here on uh, page two of the Nifit Coach today. Now, let's, let's kind of start at the beginning with you, because I, I know that some of uh, our listeners are going to be interested uh, in uh, uh, first giving and sort of the transition and, and where you're at now with Artez Interactive, which is a very exciting company and, again, one that uh, I've been acquainted with uh, for uh, a lot of years. Uh, but it's a Toronto-based company and has really been very focused on Canada. Uh, this is really their first initiative into the United States. So what's up with that? Well, it is. Um, Artez has been, uh, they're, they're also a pioneer in, in the space. They, they've been uh, involved with online fundraising for just about 10 years right now. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the company is headquartered in Toronto, but it's really a global company. And one of the things that they've done is they've uh, established a, a very um, significant client base in, in Canada. Uh, they also have, a we also have a headquarters in, uh, in Australia and have uh, a very quickly growing uh, client base of, with some just terrific nonprofits in Australia. Uh, also have a presence in the UK and some parts of Europe. And part of this evolution, a lot of US organizations uh, became familiar with Artez over the years uh, for really uh, three different reasons. Uh, one is uh, a, a suite of online fundraising tools, so it includes person-to-person, -person, uh, whether it's uh, a, a THON-based fundraising or, uh, or if it's just more of a grassroots or third-party events type fundraising, but then also uh, the more traditional donate now, purchase templates, registration templates, 
in memoriam tribute templates as well. And then the other aspects of it um, have been really, it's been easy to use, that they've been tools that are geared towards the fundraiser, not necessarily the technology staff, which I think a lot of people really appreciate uh, as, as technology resources are so precious these days. Uh, and then the last one is from uh, just a cost perspective, very much of a contingency based uh, uh, as the organizations succeed and grow, so does Artez. Yeah, no, I just saw uh, Philip King is the uh, president of Artez uh, Interactive, and uh, I was lecturing at the Fundraising Institute of Australia uh, conference just a couple of weeks ago in Adelaide, Australia, and I saw Philip there, uh, and he was explaining how they're really uh, uh, building a solid base there. So, uh, Mark, tell us, do you, do you see a lot of differences in uh, online fundraising around the world? Because our, our program here uh, can be uh, listened to around the world. It'll be podcast uh, after the show, so uh, others can uh, can pick this up. But certainly the P2Pfundraising.org newsletter, of which we have over 24,000 charities around the world uh, registered for that, uh, and each of the books, uh, one, uh, a couple of them that you've been involved with. Um, do you see big differences between uh, countries and what's happening, and, and it, what, what are you seeing around the world, Mark? You know, th th there, are, there are differences in, in the various countries and the various regions, um, but when you, when you pull it all back, the, the one thing that's the constant is the thing that fuels uh, so many organizations is the, the individual passion. And I think it's really um, what the P2P is about is it's helping to recognize whatever the context is or whatever the, the, the climate is like in your particular region or even for your particular nonprofit, how to harness that. And so ju just for example, over in the UK, um, there, the, the, the landscape of charity run and organized events. So think of your typical um, charity walkathon or bikeathon or bowlathon or what have you, that where the organization or where the where the event itself is actually organized by that nonprofit for its own fundraising purposes. There's not as much of that over in the UK. Uh, a lot of the um, event-based fundraising happens around events like the London Marathon. Uh, which is a huge fundraising event, um, as well as uh, some of the great other events like the Great North Run or some of the others where it's actually a third-party event that um, involves a very heavily charity fundraising uh, 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 component. Uh, whereas in the U.S., and even, even in Australia from what we're seeing, uh, is that the whole idea of the walkathon, the, 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 the bike rides, the polar plunges, the uh, what have you, all, all these sorts of charity organized events are really uh, growing at an unprecedented rate. And, and, and Mark, would you say that the, the, the growth there uh, is in the charities organizing those? Or are we really seeing this people-to-people -people concept where people are picking up uh, this notion that I can support charities on my terms? Um, what, what are we seeing here? Is there, is there, is there a growth in there? It, it, it's, a, it's a really good point, Ted. It's one of the things that I think is changing um, this notion that, that we've thought of as, as P2P fundraising. So I think that, first off, the number of events is definitely growing. Uh, and and you, 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 over the years I've been involved with this, um, the number of events has, has exploded and continues to grow. But I think what's happening at even a faster rate is this notion of third-party events or individual fundraisers where there maybe isn't an event, but uh, there might be an opportunity 
for members of the communities to step forward and say, you know, I'm doing a run or I've got a birthday coming up and rather than having presents, what I'd like to do is I'd like to involve all of my friends, family members, work colleagues to make a donation towards my cause. And so I think that is the fastest growing segment that we see. And what's exciting about this, uh, Ted, is that it applies to uh, really any organization out there that has passionate supporters. And so it's not strictly limited to, you know, back in, in 2003 when I started first giving, a lot of what we saw was it was the health-related organizations, it was the cancer walks, it was you know, really where the person-to-person uh, -person, uh, wave started. And now it's expanding out to not only organizations of all sizes, but organizations of all types. So it doesn't really matter the size of your organization, these tools really can't. That's exactly right. And you know, whether or not you have uh, you know, a few passionate board members or whether or not you have 4,000 uh, passionate walkers, uh, there, there is, uh, it's very easy, um, affordable, uh, and, and powerful to put these, these uh, tools in the hands of those supporters. And basically what happens is, ju just for those of the listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with it, it basically engages your supporters as fundraisers for your organization. So think of it this way. It basically puts a personal face on your organization where a passionate supporter um, uh, goes out on your behalf to their, their, their networks, their circle of friends. Uh, their families, their their coworkers, and says, I am doing such and such. I am supporting this organization, and I would like for you to help with a donation. And nothing more powerful than a friend uh, connecting uh, to a friend. So, Mark, uh, hold on there just a second. We do have a couple of promotional messages here, one of which I think you're going to enjoy. So uh, uh, I'm going to uh, be right back to you. And those of you who are on hold, uh, stay on hold. We're going to come back, and we're going to take your questions. Now, I, I get to uh, do a couple of promotions here for some, uh, some good folks, and uh, I want to draw your, uh, and this is uh, uh, interesting from Artez Interaction. Uh, this is Artez Interactive, and what they're going to be doing is putting on a really terrific seminar in Washington, D.C. on March 30th. They're going to be at the museum, and if you've never been over to the museum, uh, this is a great excuse uh, to get over there. Uh, they're going to uh, help you accelerate your online fundraising program. Uh, the speakers are going to include myself, so you know they're smart because they've included me, but also Dan Pallotta is going to be there. He's a best-selling author uh, and leading expert in innovation in the nonprofit sector, uh, and uh, Damisha Shad. Uh, Shaw is going to be there, author of a top-ranking blog on startups.com and founder of HubSpot. Um, so if you want to get more information uh, about this uh, terrific uh, training program on March 30th in Washington, D.C., you can find them at Artez. A-R-T-E-Z.com forward slash A-I-A. Or you know what? Just give them a call. They're over at 877 815 877 uh, extension 437. If you miss any of this, you can go to p2pfundraising.org, click on archives, you'll find all this information uh, in our newsletter. One more promotional message, and we'll get back to your questions, uh, and that is I am so excited to have the opportunity uh, to uh, be working with Stephen Thomas uh, and uh, their group up there in Toronto and the Royal Conservatory of Music. We're all coming together here, um, sponsored by uh, Blackbaud, thank you 
so much, our friends over at BlackBot and JMG Solutions. They're coming together for a really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to really jumpstart and push forward uh, your own digital uh, media use, social networking. And we're going to be in Toronto on April 23rd. Hey, that's my birthday. So that's a great uh, reason to come and uh, come out and say hello. We're going to be at the Royal Conservatory. Get all the information at digitalleap.org. Let me spell that for you. It's D-I-G-I-T-A-L and then a second L, E-A-P.org. Uh, and you can register right online. We're going to have a full day of editions and general sessions. So if you're just getting started or you're trying to look for that next new uh, big idea, uh, don't miss the opportunity to uh, come and uh, join us at Digital Leap uh, up there in Toronto on April 23rd. And hey, Mark, we're uh, we're back here from the uh, from the break here, and we do have uh, a couple folks on uh, on hold here. So if you don't mind, uh, we're going to uh, oh, but before I take a call here, what'd you think? Arcas interaction, huh? Isn't that great? They're doing a nice uh, I, I, session. Ted, I, I really appreciated that. I, I, I not only appreciate that you're going to be uh, showing up to to talk, but uh, also uh, for for telling the listeners about the the conference. It, it's something we're really excited about. We've we've done these in. Uh, uh, we have one in the U.K. this week. We've done them up in Toronto, and this will be our first one in the U.S., and we've got a terrific lineup and, a, and an excellent venue, as you said. So we're quite excited. Yeah, so, Mark, you're going to be there, right? Absolutely. Yes, I'm going to be oh, the, hey, uh, the MC of sorts. Oh, terrific. Okay, so for our listeners, you not only can uh, get a chance to ask a question today uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach, but uh, join us in Washington, D.C., get a chance to meet Mark as well. Uh, Mark, let's uh, go to our first, uh, first caller. Uh, caller, can you, uh, can you hear me? Hello, caller. I don't know if uh, if they uh, if they can hear me here or not. Let me uh, let me try the next one again. I'm getting used to uh, the uh, uh, the program here. So uh, let's see, uh, caller, can you hear me? Hello, uh, area code five one six. That's you. Are are you up now? Can you hear me? You have us on on uh, on mute there. Well, I'm not looking very good like I know what I'm doing here, so hold on one second. Try this again here. Um, area code 718, are you with us? Area code 718. Well, Mark, I'm going to give it one more <laughs> here. I think it's a Skype caller, so they're going to be smarter than everybody else over there on Skype. Uh, caller, can you hear me? Save me here, caller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. All right, Mark. It's you. Yeah, that's the way you. it goes. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can see him here out of line. I've got my uh, uh, my uh, uh, board up here in front of me, but I got to get used to how I uh, how I bring those callers in. So, Mark, I wanted to uh, to ask you uh, another uh, question. You've been uh, uh, very involved with. Online fundraising for a number of years, and one of the things that's really kind of interesting to me, and, and I'm wondering if you have some insight, is, uh, and it's it's reaching all the way over to the the UK, is 
the company that uh, you used to be associated with, Just Giving, uh, sort of made their mark and were really pioneers in the early days of fundraising uh, with the London Marathon, and you had uh, uh, brought that up earlier. Um, but now there's a change. This year, I understand that Virgin Giving Money, uh, one of Branson's uh, companies, is now going to be uh, uh, running the uh, the, the uh, uh, online registration and uh, gift giving related to the London Marathon. Uh, any insight into that and, and uh, in, insight into uh, how competitive that market's becoming over there in the UK? Well, you know, um, I, I don't know any specifics. Um, I, I do know that Virgin Money has uh, come on in there, uh, I, I believe, the, the signature sponsor now of the London Marathon, and they have a fundraising solution. Um, and much beyond that, I, I, I don't know really anything official. I, I do know that you know, so much of what Just Giving has focused on over the years has been just building out uh, an exceptional user experience. And it's you know, anybody who's ever used that service knows exactly what I'm talking about, where it, it really is just a, a, an outstanding, easy-to-use, uh, very powerful service uh, for raising funds in the UK. So... You know, I, I, I think that um, this is, you know, in some ways, uh, the, the, maybe, maybe the first significant competition. I know that there are some others uh, over in the U.K., um, but I think that it will be interesting to see. Uh, the, the U.K. over the years has really proven themselves as just, a, you know, an outstanding um, community of person-to-person -person fundraisers, and a lot of that was, was shaped uh, and enabled by just giving. So I, I think that, like in the U.S., where there are a number of providers that enable this, I think that competition is going to really enable the entire pie to grow, if, if you will. Yeah, well, that's that's certainly what I'm seeing as well. And as we see new markets coming uh, coming online now, the U.S. market's been fairly competitive uh, over uh, the last several years, and we've had a lot of sort of uh, shakeout with uh, uh, several companies being purchased by BlackBot and uh, other companies uh, growing. And now Artez is coming into uh, the U.S. market. Uh, why now? What, what what what's going on with the U.S. market that says to Artez it's time to come to the U.S. Well, I, I really think that uh, it, it's it's been a lot of it's been been the U.S. market has come to Artez, and and that has been the the thing that has has really uh, said to us we, we should establish a presence here and let's open up uh, offices here. And, and a lot of what it has been is just uh, being able to provide the sort of tools that have been offered uh, from the likes of Cantera, Blackboard, Convio. Um, to a, a broader segment of the nonprofit population uh, based upon uh, e ease of use. And so e ease, of, ease of use really um, meaning uh, it, it's not a very technical implementation. Uh, it's something that really can be directed by the fundraisers rather than uh, any sort of technical staff uh, and also uh, a, a different price point, a price point that makes uh, really kind of best of breed, very powerful tools like those other companies offer uh, available to uh, other types of corporate uh, of organizations. So, to, so what does differentiate you? I know you folks have, uh, you know, one of the things I always uh, uh, appreciated about uh, uh, Artez when I was talking to Canadian clients 
was that they had the, the whole receding to uh, all worked out. Um, they, you know, they were early adopters to the whole P2P fundraising uh, concept in terms of giving people the opportunity to, uh, to reach out to their family, friends, and colleagues. I, I always thought that those things were, were really uh, uh, important, very important to uh, the Canadian market. So what, what does Artes bring to the U.S. market that maybe you don't see in your competition, or uh, are you saying it's a, a price point difference that gives you the edge? It, it, it's, a, it's a price point. It's also um, the, uh, the, the ease of implementation and the ability to roll, roll out uh, different uh, forms or programs or campaigns. And, and one, one example, uh, we have uh, a major university that is a client of Artez, and they used to just have uh, a donation form or maybe a handful of them, and it was, it was fairly hard to get new donations, donation forms created. And what they are doing with Artez is they very easily, this is the development staff, not technical staff, mind you, that are able to create um, essentially an unlimited number of donation forms. Not that they would create an unlimited number, but they've created very specific donation forms for each of the schools. And they have about 20 schools, so it's a big university. And inside each of those uh, schools, there are different funds for professors or for, for uh, just funds that are particular to those schools. And what this has enabled them to do is just very quickly and easily put a uh, form customized to each school in the hands of, of that particular school so they can go on out and solicit their alumni. Um, they're also very, very able to go on out and create uh, tribute pages uh, if there's a, a distinguished uh, a, a alumni and they probably have about 20 to 30 uh, a year or if there's a, uh, a beloved professor who's retiring. They create special pages for these individuals and it, it kind of goes to the idea of segmenting your your uh, your supporter population and presenting them with uh, compelling asks at at appropriate times and so this is something that having just a, a suite of easy to use um, very configurable and just very nimble fundraising tools um, and and that's really where uh, where the the pull has come from the market for Artez is you know this feedback that uh, it's very easy to create campaigns um, there are no technical or or, uh, or cost barriers in a lot of cases of doing these. There's no incremental cost. You just do it. And um, you know, the, the other, uh, other examples are organizations that have various person-to-person -person fundraising campaigns. And you know, we work with some, some large organizations, and they have um, sponsors, and they have third parties who do various um, uh, fundraising, person-to-person -person fundraising campaigns, and they can just create as many of these campaigns as they want. There's no limit on that. Very easy to do. Again, it's uh, the development staff, not the technical staff, that is doing this. So it really puts the power in the hands of the fundraiser. And the, 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 the things that used to be constraints, like cost and the technical challenge of um, creating campaigns or donation pages or P2P campaigns, uh, are now completely erased. And uh, the some, some of the other players um, provide, again, very robust systems, but a lot of times they cost more. Uh, they're more difficult to implement. Um, it's hard to be as nimble. And so the emphasis with Artez is putting the power in the hands of the fundraisers and really uh, you know, melting away some of the other barriers and really making their creativity the thing that is, is uh, 
the only limit. And in uh, uh, you've written uh, for uh, for uh, a prior book of mine, and uh, as I think you know, we I've got uh, a new book coming out, um, which will be called Internet Management for Nonprofits. It's available for uh, pre-sale on Amazon right now or at TedHart.com. Um, I wanted to ask you, give you to uh, I know you know Philip and you, you work with Philip very very closely. Um, he's written a chapter in this new book, um, and it's uh, Chapter 11 on social networks, which seems to be that it really ties very tightly to what you're saying here. I thought I'd read, read to you just a, a little paragraph here uh, that I wrote for the introduction of, uh, of this new book and, and ask you if you uh, uh, might uh, reflect on that in terms of the positioning of Artez uh, and what it might offer to, uh, to charities around the world, really, with uh, Australia, UK, Canada, and the, the US, I think, being your, your principal markets right now. This is why I said I've always thought that Philip King was a smart guy, but never so much as after he submitted Chapter 11 on social networks. His chapter will help you understand that while I refer to the tools and techniques available through online platforms and social networks, the first step to making this all work is to internalize a basic truth that Philip brings to us, and that is a quote from Philip that is, social media networks are not really tools. They are collections of people, people ready to be engaged, ready to take action, ready to be inspired. Hundreds of millions of people are already on social networks around the world, and that comes from this engagement and a demand for honest self-assessment and conversation. As Philip points out, social media isn't just a new piece of technology. It's a new form of engagement. Harnessing this power can have dramatic effects on your outreach to marketing, communications, and fundraising initiatives. So, so Mark, it's, it's more than just fundraising? It is. It, it, it's about the connections. And what I said um, at, at the beginning of, of my session section here, um, that I feel like we're going through a whole new phase of pioneering, I think a lot of it's because of the, the, the social connections, the social media, the ability for people and organizations for that matter to connect with, um, stay in touch with, um, and communicate with more people than they could have uh, years and years ago. And there's just a way to illustrate this is, is you know, back in 2003, we talk about, um, you know, email and the people that you have in your email list was the, the, the main way to get the word out. And, you know, if, the, the reality is, is that, is that today in person-to-person -person, um, campaigns, email is still a very powerful way of getting it out there. Um, that hasn't changed. Uh, but what has changed is, you know, reaching out beyond the people in your Outlook or the people in your email or, or, or in your, your, your email um, contact list. You know, now the reality is, is that many of us uh, through, through sites like LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, uh, we have we have the ability to reach and communicate with far more people than we did, you know, even just five years ago. And I think why is that relevant? I think for, for, for twofold, you know, one is it's easier if you are raising funds to get the word out to more people. And, you know, we see Facebook as uh, one of the top uh, 
one or two sources, depending on the campaign, for traffic to fundraising pages and presumably donations beyond that. Um, we also see this is a terrific way for organizations to stay connected with their constituents. And so, you know, if I, if I were to back up five years, the, 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 the key for everybody was their database. And it was, I, I have names, addresses, phone numbers, and emails, and email addresses in my database. And that's how I stay in touch with people. And when people move, it's troublesome. I have to go out and find a new address. You know, now, it's how many people am I in addition to my database? So again, the importance of the database doesn't diminish uh, or, or doesn't go away, I should say. But now am I connected to uh, people? Uh, are they, are they uh, fans on Facebook? Are they following me on Twitter? So I have the ability to communicate very easily, very, very effectively, and very cost effectively to uh, hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of my constituents and my, and, and my supporters. And, and that, I think, is part of what Philip is talking about and, and why we're, we're, we're going through a whole other phase of pioneering, in my opinion. So, it, so what we're really talking about is building a broader sense of community, not just outbound email. That one of the, the issues that I've always raised in my training is one of the biggest mistakes that charities make is confusing email uh, as if it were nothing more than electronic direct mail as opposed to the holistic approach, which I think you're, you're mentioning now and Philip uh, brings out uh, in this new book, is this kind of really building a sense of community and dialogue and ongoing relationship as opposed to just episodic, here's an email, give, here's an email, give. It's, it's creating a platform that they can actually own their own philanthropy. Yeah, and I think that the word you used, which, which really resonated for me, Ted, was uh, this conversation, was this concept of dialogue. And if you think about the direct mail shots that we send out or the, or the emails that we send out, it's really one-way communication. And, or even the websites. It's like, here's our view on the world. Here is, here is our messaging to you. Whereas the social platforms and even a lot of websites these days, there's two-way interaction. It's a conversation. And it's very different. Uh, the clock here. We're coming down on uh, the end of uh, page two. I, I don't want to give up here because it's our first show. I do want to see if we can get a caller in here. So if you if you give me one second here, I think uh, I think we may have a, a, a caller uh, from Brooklyn. Uh, let me see. Uh, caller, are, are you with us? Uh, there may be caller. Are you with us now? And hear something in the background, but uh, maybe I'm not quite doing it right there. But Mark, you've uh, you've really done a fantastic job for us uh, uh, here today, and I'm sorry that uh, I couldn't figure out how to get the uh, the callers in here. Uh, <laughs> next show, next show, uh, listeners, make sure that uh, you dial in. We'll uh, we'll bring you in and give you an opportunity to ask questions. Uh, but Mark, they can uh, come and see you. Uh, why don't you give uh, one more pitch to uh, what's going to be happening in Washington D.C. Sure. Um, on March 30th, we're hosting a one-day uh, conference. Uh, it is at the Museum, again, in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're going to have some terrific speakers there. Um, uh, Ted, you're going to be kicking off the day with uh, a, w a wonderful session. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Dan Plata, who is the uh, founder of Plata Teamworks years ago, who really is an expert in person-to-person -person fundraising. Uh, Dharmesh Shaw, who is the founder of HubSpot, which is just an amazing inbound marketing company. And uh, you'll learn a lot in terms of what we're talking about with the social media. Uh, we have several other 
uh, 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 guest speakers who you will be thrilled to hear. And it's just going to be a wonderful day. So you can get more information on this at, our, at the Artez website. It's just artez.com, A-R-T-E-Z, and uh, .com. And if you would like to and would like information on this, please feel free to email me. My email address is um, msutton at artez.com. And it's been a real pleasure, Ted. This is a, a, a fantastic show. Hey, hey, Mark, thanks for, uh, for joining us and uh, uh, listening on the rest of the show here. We're going to get on to each three. Thanks, Mark. Take care. page three, and I want to make sure that uh, you all join us uh, for our next show, which is going to be March 15th. Uh, we will have the right time set, so uh, have no fear. We are going to start uh, at 12 noon. The, the whole concept here is that uh, uh, we get a chance to have lunch together, and uh, uh, starting off, uh, we'll always start off with page one. So if you have uh, news out there that, uh, that you must or ideas that you think uh, should be uh, shared here uh, on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, then send those along. Uh, for at uh, page one, page one, you can spell out one or just put in the number one, page one at tedhart.com. Uh, uh, and uh, we'll have uh, our page two guest, our special guest expert. Uh, so uh, don't uh, miss the opportunity uh, to, uh, to join us on March 15th at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, so that brings us to, uh, to page three. Uh, page three is uh, where in the hell is Ted? Uh, well, Ted uh, last uh, last week was at the UMA National Conference in San Francisco, um, and uh, this week I'm going to be working with a client in Burlington, North Carolina. Uh, the week after that, uh, I get a, a real nice opportunity to visit with my daughter, uh, who is studying fashion merchandising at Kent State University. She's going to be in a play called Blanket Hill, so I'm going to get a chance to see uh, her on the 19th at Kent State. And then uh, uh, you can see me uh, at the Emerging Seminar in Pittsburgh, and you can find that. Just go to Google and search Emerging Seminar Pittsburgh. It's going to be uh, on the 24th of March. Uh, and then on the 25th, the very next day, I'm going to be at the Osherman Family Foundation's uh, fundraising day in Frederick, Maryland. I'm going to be giving the keynote to that and then uh, uh, giving a, a training session. So that's going to be uh, March 25th. And as Mark uh, just pointed out to you, you can see me then in Washington, D.C. on uh, March 30th. So uh, uh, that's what I've got right now. Uh, I've got uh, several other things to share with you in the future. Uh, big uh, uh, opportunities uh, in India coming up. Uh, I'm going to be lecturing in New Zealand uh, as well, but that's what we've got uh, on page three.
beginning of uh, t uh, page four here, I've got another uh, uh, important service that I want to share with you, and that's uh, uh, an exclusive offer from ActEVA.com. Good folks over at Activa have uh, uh, supported our work uh, for a number of years, and we're very appreciative of that. Uh, and they uh, are offering a 15% discount uh, for any of the listeners of the nonprofit coach. Uh, you can uh, go to p2pfundraising.org and find this offer uh, in our newsletter uh, uh, dated on it's uh, issue 24, uh, and that's dated on, uh, on March 5th. But the good folks over there want to save you money uh, as you're doing online registrations for any kind of events. You can take online donations, uh, but also they're very, very good at organizing conferences, charity events, and doing all of your online registration. Very easy to set those, uh, those folks up. Uh, so you can uh, find that in our newsletter, the good folks at Activa.com. Uh, Hey, top here of uh, page five, I want to draw your attention to LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com, we've got a group over there on LinkedIn. People-to-people uh, -people fundraising, you can find us on LinkedIn under groups. And right now we've got 645 professionals uh, who are in this group. And this is a, a practical group. It's a, a listserv, if you will, here on, link, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, where you uh, have nonprofit staff members learn from other professionals. Uh, lots of good folks over there, and I'm always uh, really impressed with how the Internet allows us to build a, an international audience. I'm just looking at the first uh, few folks here uh, who are registered, and I see someone from uh, San Francisco, uh, from Paris, France, uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Syracuse, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Ireland, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and Greater Philadelphia, and that first page of uh, people who are in the network that we've built over there on uh, people-to-people fundraising. And hey, don't uh, miss the opportunity to follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Ted Hart, T-E-D-H-A-R-T, uh, at Twitter. So uh, you can go directly to twitter.com forward slash Ted Hart. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook if you're there. And again, that's going to be uh, facebook.com forward slash Ted Hart. Um, so we've got lots of opportunities and lots of ways for us to be able to uh, connect with each other. But over here on page five, what I want to do is uh, uh, draw your attention to uh, another opportunity uh, to, uh, to get involved and uh, to uh, uh, hear us speak. And that's going to be on April 12th, right around the corner, uh, in Baltimore, the AFP International Conference is taking place. This is one of the world's premier fundraising conferences, so if you're in the area or traveling and can come to uh, Baltimore, uh, thousands of people, uh, well over 3,000 people are getting uh, this conference. Uh, you can uh, find information about that, again, in our newsletter at p2pfundraising.org. Just click on Archives and you'll find uh, the latest uh, newsletter taking place in Baltimore from April 11th uh, through the 14th. Uh, their website is conference.afpnet.org, and don't miss the opportunity. I will be uh, lecturing there uh, on uh, April 12th, and then we've got a book signing uh, for uh, scheduled for uh, April 13th at, uh, at this conference, and I've got two new books that I want to draw your attention to. Uh, one is certainly tied to our discussion point here today, 
and that is uh, uh, Internet Management for Nonprofits, and that's going to be a brand new book uh, coming out, and we're going to be sharing more about that uh, in coming uh, episodes here of uh, uh, the Nonprofit Coat. Uh, but also another very exciting book that I don't want you to, uh, uh, to miss out on, and we will be covering topics related to this in future editions of the Nonprofit Coach, uh, and that is the Nonprofit Guide to Going Green. The Nonprofit Guide to Going Green uh, is uh, the first book from a new movement called GreenNonprofits.org. This is a comprehensive learning tool to guide nonprofits and NGOs around the world uh, in becoming more green. It's a desktop reference uh, that I have authored uh, along with uh, uh, Adrian uh, and Matt uh, who have uh, helped out and we've pulled together as we normally do, uh, uh, experts from around the world uh, who uh, have come together with their own expertise from water use to purchasing green to managing uh, your, uh, your organization. So a uh, personal thank you to Adrian Caps and uh, Matt Bauer. Uh, we just had a book signing in San Francisco last week. I know we're going to have one uh, book in Toronto on April 22nd, and I believe that there's going to be one scheduled very soon in Washington, D.C. Uh, and then the good folks out in Berkeley, California, didn't want to be overdone uh, by San Francisco, so they're going to be scheduling their own books uh, in Ber Berkeley, and that's all going to be happening between now and May 1st. So uh, stay in touch through our newsletter and make sure that you are uh, here on uh, the nonprofit coach here on Blog Talk Radio. Well, hard to believe that uh, we're coming up to the uh, the end of our show here. Um, we've covered a, a lot, um, and I'm going to uh, uh, wrap up uh, uh, the uh, the show here by sharing with you part of uh, the introduction uh, that I've developed for this new book called Internet Management for Nonprofits, Strategies, Tools, and Trade Secrets. Uh, for those of us who work every day to manage and govern charitable organizations, making decisions for how best to use some among the broad array of Internet technologies available can be a daunting task. Multiple online technologies are now available globally with expanding websites linked to social networks in an increasingly mobile universe all of which can be confusing to even the most seasoned practitioners. And this is why this new comprehensive book, Internet Management for Nonprofits, Strategies, Tools, and Trade Secrets, has been prepared to answer both the how-to along with the how-to-succeed in an ever-increasing, fast-paced, overly complex, and always challenging asset that is the Internet. So here on The Nonprofit Coach, we're going to have experts uh, from this book and from each of uh, my prior four books on fundraising on the Internet. And then, as I said, we're also going to have the opportunity to uh, bring in experts uh, from the uh, Green Nonprofits uh, uh, Profit Guide to Going Green. So I want to thank my, uh, uh, my uh, guest here today, 
Uh, Mark, you did a fantastic job. Very impressed with the work uh, that, that you're doing uh, over there at Artaz Interactive now. Uh, please say hello to uh, all of our friends up there in Toronto. And as you get uh, going here in the United States, we wish you all the very best. So uh, again, just uh, taking a look at uh, uh, all the way back to page one, if uh, it's hard to believe, uh, we cover topics ranging from a new poll uh, revealing uh, what uh, Americans are setting as their top giving priorities. And right now it looks like uh, giving to the needy and giving to disease research comes out uh, ahead. So we thank the, uh, the folks over at the Chronicle of Philanthropy uh, for that. We then shared the importance of email and how uh, while social networking is important, let's keep it all in perspective here because email is the original social network and is currently responsible uh, for about 70% of those who are sharing content online. Facebook certainly has a very big share uh, coming in at uh, looks about 25% uh, in this particular study, but uh, draw your attention uh, there. Um, also, you've got this, uh, this looming battle between Google versus Yahoo, and that doesn't even necessarily include Facebook. However, interesting that uh, Google is building their own tools and the Yahoo strategy, as you read this, uh, this uh, article over on Mashable, uh, is that Yahoo is taking the direction of wanting to be the integrator uh, and integrating their tools into all the above. So uh, this, uh, this article by uh, Ben Parr uh, I think is very interesting, and his conclusion uh, to this is that while they both have very different strategies, uh, neither company's direction is wrong, he says, because each one requires a different social strategy to succeed. Based on their strengths, Yahoo and Google, uh, in his opinion, are implementing the right strategies. Well, my goal here is not necessarily uh, to pass judgment on Google or Yahoo, but to always keep an eye on where does this fit for the nonprofit sector. Uh, we don't want to miss sight of the fact that this is a very important set of tools uh, for nonprofits and learning how to uh, utilize them appropriately is one of our key topics here on the Nonprofit Coach. We also uh, noted uh, very work by American Express in launching uh, their Members Project website that now integrates online giving with the ability to vote who gets money. And you know what? We don't want to miss out on uh, uh, Facebook and its uh, 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 opportunity to uh, uh, draw attention to important causes like Betty White uh, now being scheduled to appear on SNL. Uh, so with that, folks, I want to uh, again invite you to join us on, uh, on uh, March uh, 15th at uh, 12 noon for the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, and with that, I want to thank you all for uh, listening to me today on the Nonprofit Coach. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.